With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. American Ground Radio, where we're following the science so closely. One day, science is going to call the cops or the CIA or those other guys. Put them on the watch list. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. You know, the Democrats in their embrace of BLM and racial identity politics have sown the seeds. I mean, they've done it to themselves. They've sown the seeds of their own obliteration, maybe. Obliteration. Uh, obliteration. Okay. I, I think they are... Their dest- own political demise. They have destroyed their own party. And not just for the 2022 and 2024 elections, by the way, but I think they're doing it all across the country. It's not just in certain races. Although, did you see Brian Kemp? who really went after Stacey Abrams there in Georgia. You know, there have been some very interesting debates recently. That that one with Stacey Abrams, uh, I think Brian Kemp did very well. The Herschel Walker, uh, Senator Warnock debate, I think Herschel Walker did very well in that one. There's the J.D. Vance uh, debate up in Ohio. I think he did great. But Stacey Abrams there in Georgia, you know, of course she has complained about police discrimination, uh, you know, she basically has been behind the defund the police movement in Georgia. And, of course, she denied it. But here is what. Uh, do you have that clip? Uh, I think we've got that clip queued up. Yep. Uh, this is from Brian Kemp in his debate with gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams. Well, I would just say that one way we deal with gun violence is to take the bad people that are doing the shootings and lock them up and not in cash bail like Miss Abrams wants to do. It's it's a pretty simple recipe, really. It, it This is something the left just doesn't understand. Their whole issue of ending in cash, ba- cash bail, their, their whole plan of... Uh, let's just let the criminals get back out on the streets. And then they're like, gosh, I don't know why crime's up. Come on now. No, bail reform is a national and it's a local fight. And it really is amazing how it's playing out all across the country. And it's a failure. Everywhere they've done it, it has led to higher crime. Well, look in Pennsylvania. You've got uh, Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman. I mean, he advocated for the elimination of cash bail in an effort not to, quote unquote, criminalize poverty or as he put it criminalize race we're not we're not criminalizing poverty we're not criminalizing race we're holding people who are criminals accountable regardless of how much money they have regardless of what their race is if they're out committing crimes we don't need them in society because the government's job is to secure our rights to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness if there are other people out there taking away our liberty and taking away our rights those people do not need to be in society oh how harsh are you i didn't say what i didn't say anything about race the reason i say all of that is that fetterman Uh uh, running for senate there in pennsylvania he says the democrat party is the party of second chances he says they are the party that believes we don't believe he says Uh in death by incarceration 
Okay, what if, uh, I, he doesn't want to criminalize things like marijuana, small scale marijuana possessions. Okay. Those are things he, you know, for example, he doesn't want to criminalize. And look, there are a lot of states that have been decriminalizing marijuana. If you want to change the laws, change the laws. But whatever laws you have need to be enforced or you don't have laws. If you don't enforce your standards, you don't have standards. If you don't enforce your values, you don't have values. If you don't enforce your laws, you don't have laws. All you have are victims. No, and in crime-ridden Minneapolis, they they are now sending social workers uh-huh. on 911 mental health crisis calls. Yeah. Sir, um, what made you feel like you wanted to pick up the machete today? <laughs> I mean, How's, seriously. Let's... Tell me about and your what father. What kind of danger are mm. you putting these social workers in? Right. I mean, are they are they armed? I mean, are they no. trained in law enforcement? But see, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, they stripped one point one million dollars from their police budget. Right. And you know what happened to murders? Went up. They you know what du- happened to they, carjackings? They double. No, they more than just went up. It yeah. doubled. It, the, the carjackings went up, what, fourfold in that city. Crime has gone out of control. That's the legacy of George Floyd, by the way. That's the legacy of George Floyd. More people dying, more people being threatened, more people living under violence, more people losing things that belonged to them that they had worked hard for. That's the legacy of George Floyd. No, just a couple more stats there on what's going on in Minneapolis where they stripped $1.1 million from their police budget. Murders doubled. Motor vehicle thefts in the city are up 40% compared to this time last year. Property crimes are up. 15 percent assaults are up almost 10 percent crime in the city of minneapolis is up a whopping 16 percent over last year and look this was all done in the name of black lives matter the defund the police movement is hand in hand with black lives matter it's why they did it what do you think is the race of a disproportionate number of those criminal victims those those victims of crime, those murder victims, the carjacking victims. What do you think their race is? It's black. So you're telling me black lives matter, and yet we end up with more people being murdered who are black. Do those lives matter? If they do, you got to put police back on the streets. Brian Kemp is absolutely right that you've got to put the police back on the streets and you've got to put the criminals in jail because that is how you show black lives and white lives and Hispanic lives and Asian lives and all lives matter. No, and what you're seeing, again, is the destruction of the Democratic Party as a result of all of these failed policy initiatives defunding the police failure ending cash bail failure a non-prosecution failure i mean these are all put in place by radical democrat prosecutors district attorneys judges mayors uh council persons city council members governors yeah uh legislators I mean, and the president of the United States himself. I mean, you don't have to look any further than Minneapolis or Chicago or Los Angeles or Atlanta or New York. And here in our home state of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Shreveport, New Orleans, uh, in Arkansas, Little Rock. Name a city. Name one big city in this country that is run by a Democrat mayor that has defunded the police and has seen crime gone down. No, Name you can't, one. You can't. Everywhere that has seen these policies enacted 
has watched their crime increase, their property values plummet, voters are revolting. I mean, it's it's like, really? Is this, you can't keep your community safe? People are afraid to go out at night and you feel like this is part of a thriving, prosperous community? It's, it's because political correctness is factually wrong. Going woke is is it, it is absolutely destructive to the cities you live in, to the states you live in, and to the nation as a whole. And this isn't a partisan issue for everyday Americans. 70, 77% of Americans believe violent crime is a major problem. Jen Psaki, uh-huh. who's now freed from her role of, uh, from the Biden regime, mm-hmm. said that Democrats, even she admitted after she was out of the White House, yeah. Democrats know crime is a huge vulnerability for Democrats. And she said she would even say it's one of the biggest vulnerabilities. And she's right. I, I haven't been able to say that about anything else, she said, but she's right about this. Let's get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow. First thing you need to know before tomorrow, Igor Danchenko has been acquitted. The suspected Russian spy was the main source for much of the material used in the fake Trump dossier that was used by the FBI to lie to a FISA court and spy on the president in his campaign. Danchenko was a paid informant for the FBI, even though they knew he had been under suspicion of being a Russian asset. He was charged with lying to the FBI, was found not guilty by a jury in Washington, D.C. this afternoon. This is the second person charged by special counsel John Durham for their role in the Russia collusion hoax to be acquitted. So all of the folks that the FBI is saying lied to them, Uh it's being proven now they are the only ones who have been lying to us. But here's what's bugging me about this. John Durham's uh, charging people for lying to the FBI. Why hasn't he charged anybody in the FBI for lying to the American people? Second thing you need to know before tomorrow, Missouri is the latest state to pull funds from leftist investing giant BlackRock. BlackRock is a major proponent of ESG, known as environmental, social, and governance investing, which puts leftist policies as corporations above profitability in its investing decisions. Missouri State Treasurer Scott Fitzpatrick pulled $500 million from their state's retirement fund from BlackRock this week. Fitzpatrick told the Daily Wire, we should not allow asset managers such as BlackRock, who have demonstrated that they will prioritize advancing a woke political agenda above their financial interests of the customers, to continue speaking on behalf of the state of Missouri. You know, what's so horrible about that is they're breaching their fiduciary duty to their investors. In this case, it's to the state of Missouri. State of Louisiana, state of Texas, other states have done this as well. And the third thing you need to know before tomorrow, the state of California's COVID emergency is coming to an end in February. Governor Gavin Newsom finally agreed to let his emergency powers end more than a month after President Biden declared that the pandemic was over, but he isn't letting it end until February 28th, 2023. In a press release announcing the decision, California Health and Human Services Agency Secretary Dr. Mark Galley said our preparedness and collective work have helped turn this once crisis emergency into a manageable situation wait a minute has he checked with the white house because they're very clear this pandemic is not over well in california it's not over till february so we got a couple more months then we can schedule the end of it we'll be back you're listening to american ground radio welcome back to american ground radio i'm stephen paul with lewis sar abalone you know if you ever wondered 
if there was bias in the media. I've never, I haven't wondered. Well, that. I'm just saying, Not if in a you've long time. ever doubted it, I mean, I, I want I used you to. to listen. This is a clip from MSNBC Andrea Mitchell uh-huh. as she is interviewing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And just listen to how she slobbers all over Miss Pelosi. Important topics the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Welcome, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much for coming. My pleasure to be here. So let's talk about rising inflation concerns along with crime, giving momentum, new momentum to Republicans after the Democrats were closing the gap, the historic gap. Yes. So after the Supreme Court ruling, there was huge outrage. That has seemed to subside, at least among overriding concerns. Despite all the legislative accomplishments, and I, I want to cite them, I want to you know, say it's been an extraordinary session. You and the president have done so much in terms of domestic concerns, the economy. So why is this message, why do you think the president has gotten this message through the voters? Well, first of all, uh, let me say uh, that I think that much of what you've said I don't agree with. That is okay. to say, the New York Times poll, I think, is an outlier poll. Okay, just shut this off. Poll, just but... shut this off. That was, I mean... Oh, did she? Did you hear where she said, despite all of the legislative accomplishments... Yeah, that was like really laying it and, on pretty and thick. And the Democrats were closing the gap, but now with inflation and crime now they're that's given the the republicans momentum oh come on give me a break who was voting for democrats in the first place well democrats i mean but but yeah the, the well and and what she was referring to was a new york times poll that basically spelled out there was trouble for democrats or there is trouble big trouble going into the midterms and of course now the New York Times is an outlier poll. It's like it's just some blog right. in on the internet from some crackpot in his or her basement publishing things and taking polls and oh it's an outlier poll. It's the New York Times. It's what you often cite as why you have some mandate to right. govern in this country when you have none. Uh, right. It, it really is. It's the paper that the left likes the most, other than the Washington Post. It's pretty darn close to, to what they like the most. We got a question for our American mamas. Dear mamas, do you know why Ulta, be, uh, Ulta thinks two men know more about being a woman than women do? Oh, my Lord. Let's ask our American mamas. Mama, mama. And joining us now, our American Mamas, Terry Nettaville and Denise Arthur, as part of their uh, campaign. Ulta sells beauty products, makeup, um, uh, perfumes, other things like that, right? They got the Ulta stores. Yeah. They're in malls and in strip stores. Hair pieces. Not that I know about that. I'm just saying. (laughs) Any kind of lotion, makeup, hair, blow dryers. They did a video with two biological men. One of them uh, has a beard. Uh, claims to be non-binary. The other one is a man who is trying to be female, claims to be a woman, is not, uh, but talked about how he was going to be a mother someday and was so excited, like, I can absolutely be a mother. 
and there's been a little, a little bit of a backlash. Oh, huge backlash. Yeah, and, it's, and he's not claiming to be a woman. because He's he, claiming to be a girl. A girl. He's a girl. Yeah. He's a young girl. Days of girlhood, mm. okay? And he's huge on TikTok. I mean, huge. I've looked at some of his stuff. Dylan uh, Mulvaney. But Terry, mm-hmm. Terry, 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 Terry. Is there anything? Is there going to be anything left? Look, I'm telling you, they're going to get they're going to get some backlash from oh, this, J- just from sister, women. It is. I mean, this is like sports to me. Yes. Okay. There's I mean, huge we can backlash. All yes. Be, it's, it, we can all be inclusive, but the way it's demeaning, the way they talk about women, the way that they discuss the way they talk women, about what it means to be a woman yeah, is so demeaning. Because they, you know what? You can't guess what it's like to be a woman. No. You have to be a woman right. to know what it's like to be a woman. Well, there are women by the droves that are coming on there and they're actually tweeting video of themselves um, taking Ulta off of their, what is it, the bar that, that you can get to order? Like they're taking that app off of their phone. Right. They're taking, they're saying, we do not support Ulta anymore. They have lost so many customers through this. And here are just some of the responses from women. She said, and she's, this is somebody quoting Dylan. That, that he, I don't know what his new girl name is, but she said, Quoting him, I want to be a mother one day, and I absolutely can. She says, no, you cannot. You can buy all the eggs, rent all the wombs, and wear all the makeup you want, but you cannot be a mother, and that's okay. Accept who you are and don't try to be something you cannot be. And then others are saying, the fact that an adult male is obsessed with girlhood, not even womanhood, but girlhood, is just straight up creepy. Because on there, he says, a lot of people denounce him for wanting to claim the name girl. He says, I'm a girl. I'm yeah. a girly girl. Well, you know, he tried to get into the um the uh boobity boop boutique oh, yeah. yes. at, uh, at Disneyland. Bippity boppity bippity boop bippity boppity boop because you have to be three years old to twelve years old to enter and mm-hmm. because he thinks because he identifies as a girl that he could do that, but they didn't let him do that. But you know, he says oh, things like he stere- he stereotypes women talking about they cry throughout the day and buy unaffordable dresses. But the thing about it is, like on Mulvaney's hundred and eighty eighth day of girlhood in September, he was a featured speaker at Forbes Power I mean, Women's on, Summit. This is ridiculous. Okay, if you want to have a trans mm-hmm. summit mm-hmm. or this or that, then and, and that represents said uh title that's fine but no do not bring mulvaney who is a male by 188 days 188 days now claims he's a girl a Mm. young girl at that trying to get into three to 12 year old place and then call him a woman at a woman's summit because you know what that really ticks me off oh you are not alone in this there are women there are attorneys that are getting involved we always say where are the feminists where, where are the yeah. feminists? Where is somebody that is looking after women, true women? I'm fine. I'm fine. Identify as a kangaroo. I don't care if that's what but you want to do. But hop on out of here. Don't be hopping all up in our stuff don't, if you're going to be a kangaroo. Don't wipe out true womanhood yes. and what it means to go through childhood as a girl. Girlhood. Being inclusive does not mean getting rid of something else. Yeah. This woman wrote, she said, imagine being a brand whose target demographic is women and then highlighting men engaging in misogyny and the appropriation of womanhood it's pathetic so people are 
women are starting to speak up. We're, they're taking it personally because they're wiping off, like to ha- like you said, having him go before Forbes. And, you know, this is just kind of like Caitlyn Jenner. She was a woman for a year, and she gets woman Whoa. of the year. You know, this is starting to kind of... Um, and we're not poo-pooing on people that want to be like Mulvaney. That's what I want to make clear. Just don't discount true women who have exactly. been women their entire lives and are proud to be women. You couldn't walk in our but shoes for a day listen, as a real woman. What we will. <laughs> Trump was right when he said, everything that goes woke goes broke. When will these companies learn? But look, do you see what happened? Yes. They started hiding. They tried to hide all the comments, but people were copying them and putting them back up. Yeah. So they're running scared. They don't want to just take the whole thing down because that wouldn't look good. So we'll just start just pulling them down one at a time. Huh. Too bad. Right. This is cyber world, honey. I won't be shopping once there. Once you do it, once you put it out there, yeah. it's there to stay. If you'd like to ask our American Mamas a question, go to our website, AmericanGroundRadio.com mm. slash mamas, and click on the Ask the Mamas button. Turn that to Denise Arthur. Thank y'all. Thank you. Well, coming up next here on American Ground Radio, it's the time of the show when we like to dig deep, go a little further, figure out what's really behind the headlines. That's all coming up next on American Ground Radio. So stick around. There's more fresh roasted American ground radio brewing. So stick around. Mm, that's good radio with Lewis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Lewis R. Avalone. Now, how convenient is this? Yeah. One, what, less than a month? Before the midterms. Right. The USDA, the Biden uh-huh. USDA, yeah. announces today it will begin paying off $800 million in farm loans of farmers. So they're just going to cancel farm loans now. That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, you're talking $800 uh-huh. million. Dollars, and that is just... A fraction uh-huh. of what they intend, and why? Why are we uh, paying off foreign loans now? Uh, because they say, through no fault of their own, uh-huh. our nation's farmers and ranchers have faced incredibly tough circumstances over the last few years. Hasn't everyone who's taken out a loan? Okay, but here's the thing: if you're going to pay off farm loans, especially right. borrowers who have had their f- farms foreclosed on, right? The question is. Are you paying off the farm loans of farmers who were 
good farmers who were efficient at what they were doing? We're doing it well. Or are you paying off the farm loans of the weekend farmer who purchased a few thousand acres, right. uses it as a tax, tax write-off, right. has borrowed hundreds of millions of dollars. But again... I, I'm just saying that not all farmers right. are are the professional farmers. Who are we paying this money to? And again, so all right, so now we're college students are going to pay off college students. We're going to pay off farmers. Who else's loans are we just going to pay off? Because at some point... We've paid credit off credit card debt. Yeah, credit card debt Look, will I, be next. I got some credit card debt. Why aren't you paying off radio host credit card debt? Why Why aren't you paying that off? And what does this have to You're do? Not, through no fault of my own, my air conditioner went out this summer, and I had to buy a new air conditioner. That was no fault of my own. Why isn't the government paying that off? Because that's not the government's job. It's not their responsibility. It's mine. And how does this reduce inflation exactly? specifically it doesn't and you know this, it actually is going to drive up inflation because it's more government spending and you know this is all on the heels of a south dakota congressman uh-huh. who says bill gates has some splaining to do well bill gates owns the most farmland of anybody in the America. largest owner of u.s farmland is yep. bill gates yep. and this we, congressman we paying off his loans dusty johnson mm-hmm. who's a sitting united states congressman from south dakota he wants bill gates to explain why he's buying up so much farmland he says it's because bill gates believes we should not be eating red meat that's red meat for political season isn't I, it? i'm just I'm just saying what he wants to know what his aspirations are. Let's dig deep. Working in a coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in a coal mine, about to step down. One of the things, one of the main reasons why Democrats are going to get crushed at the polls next month is because they're focused on the wrong things. Remember all summer, Democrats have insisted the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade was going to lead to a massive Democrat turnout and victories, and the big media played up this narrative. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's wrong. A new poll by Harvard Harris X, which, by the way, left-leaning poll, they asked people, do you support or oppose the Supreme Court's decision overturning Roe v. Wade? The answer, 50% support, 50% oppose. It's a 50-50 split. In a left-leaning poll, How exactly do you create a left-leaning wave if people are evenly split about that decision, right? Okay, well, maybe that's because it's that that's the most important issue, and it's a massive motivator for Democrats and not for Republicans. Maybe. Maybe so. And no, the same poll. What would you say are the most important issues facing the country today? Here's what Americans said. They told Harvard, here are the five most important things. That are facing the country today. Okay, number one. All right. Number one. I bet you know this. Inflation. Of course. Right. Number two, the economy and jobs. Number three, immigration. Number three is immigration. Okay. Number four, crime. Number five, women's rights. Now that is code for abortion. Women's rights, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's number five on the list of what people across America really think are the biggest issues facing this country. Okay? That That is, in other words, it's not necessarily limited to a political party right or particular socioeconomic demographic democrats white black hispanic everybody millennials gen z boomers everybody so maybe we're not as divided as a country Mm -hmm. as the media as this administration 
wants us to believe that we are. Interesting. You talk about the division. See, those are the top five issues. Abortion would be fifth, but not first. And in that same poll, Biden, by the way, is blamed for the problems in inflation, the economy, immigration, and in crime. So he takes the blame for the first four priorities for the American people. I don't see how that drives a Democrat blue wave, right? How could it? All right. What's more is the American people don't think the Democrats are even trying to focus on the things that are most important to them. So we, they just told us what the things that are most important to them, right? Those five things. Well, they were then asked, what are the issues the Democrat party leaders are most concerned with? What do you think the party leaders focusing on the most? Okay. So the people answered, number one, January 6th. Ah. Number two, women's rights. Number three, climate change. Number four, guns. Number five, the economy. The number one issue for voters is inflation. Those same voters don't think Democrats are even trying to work on inflation. It's not in the top five priorities. But you speak like the folks in this poll are not Democrats themselves. Some of them are Democrats. I mean, they have to be. That's right. I mean, obviously, they they do, and they oversample in these polls. They oversample Democrats. Harvard does, yeah. But this isn't just asking about rank-and-file Democrats. This is what do you think the leadership of the party's focused on? And they say they're focused on January 6th. That's not even in my top 10. But why do you think there is such an exodus from the Democrat Party? So many folks that are moving. That's why the Republican Party has seen just record numbers of party switch or people coming to the Republican Party. Exactly. And and independents and yep. some folks no party. Three of the top five things people think Democrat leaders are focused on are not in the top five of what voters actually care about, including their number one priority January 6th. Well, and it's many people who have been listening for any length of time. Uh-huh. We say power uh-huh. causes brain, brain damage. damage. Yeah. And it, because their focus on January 6th is more about keeping themselves in power. It's not about democracy. It's about demagoguery. It's about their personal power right. interest rather than the interest of the American people. Okay, but maybe the Republicans are just as out of touch. Maybe. Maybe the Republicans are just as out of touch. So they ask the people, what are the top priorities, do the, you think, there's not a chance. for Republican leaders? Not a chance. This is what the people said they think Republican leaders are most focused but on. Ref- but when we talk about Republican leaders, we're yeah. talking about in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, Trump or just, or just in the party in general. Just in general. Okay. Number one, immigration. Well, that was number three for the voters. They think it's number one for the, the Republican Party. Okay. Number two, inflation. Well, that's number one for the voters. There's still some very significant overlap. Number three, the economy, which is number two for voters. And then they say four taxes and five guns. Taxes and guns were not in the top five for voters. Now, this does suggest Republicans should have been hammering more on crime than they have to make people understand that's a priority for Republicans. But it also shows that the voters think the top three priorities they have are also the top three priorities for Republicans. Inflation, the economy, and immigration. That's what the people say are the top three priorities, and that's what the people say the Republicans are focused on. And that's why Republicans in Congress are getting ready for this red wave. They're enacting this contract with America or this commitment to America that is similar to what Newt Gingrich did when the Republicans took over Congress back in what 94 1994 and this wave's going to be just as big we'll be right back you're standing on American ground with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr start this job at 
Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Abalone. So the White House is planning to release another 10 to 15 million more barrels from our strategic petroleum reserve. They must have looked at the polls and realized they were way behind. This isn't the. <laughs> this is not how the strategic petroleum reserves are supposed to work. It's no. not how any of this is supposed to work. Right. And Bloomberg, let's see, I think it was Bloomberg. Yeah, there was a Bloomberg reporter today in the White House briefing room, and she asked Secret- uh, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre. Yeah. She said, what's up with that? But one more on the SPR release. Some White House officials have been talking for the last few days about the fact that it's a possibility. Um, can you explain why, with gas prices, you mentioned earlier the gas prices are going down again. Why would the U.S. need another SPR release from that $180 million um, barrels that you already announced? Why would you need that now if prices are already dropping? So, again, I'm not going to get ahead of the, the president. Uh, as you know, there's going to be an announcement uh, tomorrow on uh, the president's uh, um, policy next move uh, his next move forward on what he's going to do to help uh, the American people give them continue to give them a little bit of a breathing room uh, but President Biden has said for months how he is committed to doing everything that he can uh, in his power to address Putin's price hike just shut he that off Putin's just, price just it wasn't Putin's did you price hear that? hike did you hear that Putin's price hike look the the government's job is not to hand out candy the government's job is not to be like, here, vote for me, and I'm going to give you some of the stuff that you actually already own. That's not their job. So that question was a little hard to hear, but what was being asked by Bloomberg, by the way, not a right-wing no. you know, uh, no. news agency. No. She, she asked the question, can you explain why gas prices are going down again? Why would the United States need another SPR, Strategic Petroleum Reserve, release from that 180 million barrels that you've already announced. Why would you need that if gas prices are already dropping? The American people don't need it. The Democrats think they need it because they've spent so much time focused on the wrong thing that all they have left is candy and baubles and nonsense. Oh, and Putin's price hike. Lying. Lying. That's all they got left. Which means we need a bright spot. I'm doing all right, getting good grades. The future's so bright. I gotta wear shades. Lewis, remember when the state of Georgia changed its voting laws? After oh, the, the, wait a minute. You mean when they changed their voting laws uh-huh. to become so racist? No, that's, no, no, no. I mean, that's the, what no, the Democrats said. No, they, the PGA, yeah. the MLB. Oh, yeah. I mean, all those folks, they. I mean, even folks like corporations based in Atlanta, like Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola and yeah. Delta Airlines. Yeah. There were folks calling for them to relocate. And, and yeah, the, the left called it racist, and Biden said it was Jim Crow 2.0. Oh, even, uh, what's his name, uh, Will, uh, b- 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 the uh, the guy that slapped, uh, I'm not even... Will Smith. Will Smith yeah. even moved one of his movie productions... Oh, yeah, out of Atlanta. Out of Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, moved, talk about a slap in the face. And moved it down to... <laughs> and moved it down to New Orleans. Uh-huh. Now... Republicans have insisted that tougher laws made it easier to vote and harder to cheat. They said it wasn't racist. It wasn't discriminatory. Right. We've got two opposite narratives here. Well, early voting started in Georgia this week. Turns out the Democrats were wrong and the Republicans were right again from CNN. 
Again, is, is CNN a right-leaning news agency? Of course not. I mean, come on, it's a silly question. Come Quote, on. Georgia midterm voters turned out in record numbers on the first day of early in-person voting. More than 131,000 people cast ballots on Monday, the state's top election official said, up from roughly 71,000 back in 2018. That's an 85% increase from the last midterm vote four years ago. Oh, wait a minute. You mean more people Uh are voting? Yes. Even with a racist voting law in place well i don't see how you have a racist voting law in place and you have record numbers of people voting well, no, in georgia it's racist because the law requires a voter id i see in order to vote yeah i mean don't but, you understand how that disenfranchises people of color because it apparently does people of color are not already carrying around some sort of photo id that apparently isn't the case you cannot I mean, that's, be setting that's, that's what the folks, narrative. That's what folks like Hillary Clinton. That's what they were saying. And Kamala Harris. But it was a lie. Because there aren't Kinkos or something like oh, that yeah. in, uh, in yeah. rural communities. The, apparently getting a voter ID was not a problem. And they also expanded early voting to 17 days. So they, they increased the number of days where you could do early voting. All you have to do is just show your voter ID. And it turns out that people are able to get those IDs pretty easily. Otherwise, you wouldn't be setting a record in a state where the largest city is Atlanta. Wait a minute. You mean more people are voting even in underserved communities with copiers? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's 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 just well, fantastic. And look, especially Surprising, since shocking. Most states now actually have an app where you can show your ID on the phone. And most people have a smartphone. Even people on welfare have smartphones and can download those free apps. So maybe the claim that voter ID disenfranchises minority voters. Maybe that's a whole fat lie. It's a bunch of hokum. Maybe maybe it's just a hoax. Might be. Might be. Don't fall for it. Good news is increasing voter security doesn't lead to decreasing votes. It leads to more people participating because they trust the system i thought that's protecting democracy right i think that's what that sounds like what that sounds like we'll be right back you're listening to american ground radio welcome back to american ground radio stephen paul with lewis r abalone you know if you're used to speaking publicly or using a teleprompter which very frankly I have not used a teleprompter, so I don't know that I'm very skilled at that. But you've never used a teleprompter? Well, I mean, oh, we got one in the building. Rarely, okay. but I mean, not on a regular, not like on a daily basis. Right. Like you know, like a president might, or sure. uh, a vice president might. All right. Of course, Joe Biden uses a teleprompter incessantly. Yes. I mean, just telling Jill good morning in the morning. There's probably a teleprompter. Probably. And that's sad to say. But take a listen. The reason I say that is is that normally if you are spelling out a website. Right. Like www.agr.com. Right. You would know the dot. The dot. And maybe on the teleprompter, the dot is spelled out. But take a listen to Joe Biden, how he handles this challenge. If you get any questionable calls... Please tell us by going to report fraud, report fraud, dot ftc.gov. 
That's no, it's reportfraud.ftc.gov. Can I can I go to that website and report Joe Biden as a fraud? Like he's not he's <laughs> not a good president. He's not Maybe. the real president. He's a, he's a fraud. And and I just want to go to reportfraud.ftc.gov. And what would you type in? Whoa. <laughs> Megan Warfield was on her way home when she was involved in a car wreck. Megan was nine months pregnant at the time, and fortunately, she wasn't hurt. But one of the other cars involved ended up upside down with the driver inside. So Megan ran over to help. You see, Megan is also a firefighter, and her training kicked in. Megan held the other woman in place to prevent any further injuries until the paramedics arrived, and her fellow first responders were able to free the woman from the vehicle. Then Megan went to the hospital. You see, even though she was only two weeks shy of her due date, the excitement and adrenaline may have gotten things started a little early. Megan delivered a beautiful baby girl in the same day she helped save one life. She brought another life into this world. That is just a beautiful story. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy.